Welcome to this week's episode of Six Pack Cinema. Today we are reviewing A Simple Favor, starring Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Two women, one uh, geek prude, one a slut weirdo, and uh, the, the, the one goes missing. Murder, mystery, deception. Let's get into it. Dude, you should review movies. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm Jimmy. I'm here with John and Dave. Today, we're talking about a simple favor. If you're tuning in, I'm guessing you've seen it. So spoilers beware, because uh, this is a mystery. There's a lot of twists and turns and different things and all that. Blah, 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 blah. How you guys doing? Doing all right. All right, I saw this movie this morning, so it's pretty fresh. Wow. Okay, that's. Okay. I think that's going to be good. I think that's super interesting because my this is something I've learned from this podcast. Really, my walking out of the movie take is often very different than my three days later take. I yes. agree. So I agree. it'll be super interesting. So next week, I'll write this down, or we'll try to remember it, John. Next week, or on headliners on Thursday, I want to ask you if what you think it's has changed after we do this today's and like you sit on it for a few days <clears throat> yeah i agree with that walking out of the movie i felt really different than i do now i agree yeah okay can i tell you how i feel about it right now yeah let me tell you how i feel about it right now <laughs> sure okay i don't like it i think it was <laughs> i think it was a great movie until the last 20 minutes and then i, I think the writers got together even though it was a book they got together and they said all right well we're bored Let's get the writers from SNL over here, and they'll wrap this up for us in a real quick, tidy package. Because it was so fucking different than the whole movie. Nothing made sense. Like, it was completely out of character. It was f- fucking... Uh, it was hokey as hell, and I didn't like it at all. Okay. Dave? I agree it was hokey as hell, but I felt like that fit the tone of the movie perfectly. The entire movie was, like, hokey as hell, like, trying to take itself serious while also being tongue-in-cheek, which is what I actually really liked about it. In what way? <laughs> no, Okay. Continue. We'll discuss later. Go on. I. How did you uh, feel? I, I agree with uh, John, but not. I don't. I think he's a little more more than me, because I don't think the third act ruined the movie, but I think it was substantially worse. Yes. Um. Once we find out the twin, and then once she Mm -hmm. meets Anna Kendrick at the gravestone. The movie became a shit show. <laughs> yeah. But up until that point, it was awesome. And I kept thinking to myself while I was sitting there, I can't leave. Like, I have to know what happened. I was entrenched. Where we've done movies before that I, I don't care. Like, I, 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 if I left right now, I never found out, wouldn't give a shit. But I had to know what the fuck was going on. Who it? Who it? She died. Who was in on it? Who wasn't on it? And they sh- oh, yeah. they should have somehow. And we can get into three words deeper. They should have somehow finished that third act. But mm. let's let's not go with that big of picture first. Good, bad, scale, John. Are you bad? Because I'm still good. This is where I'll tell, I'll tell you uh, either by the end of this podcast or on on Wednesday. Because uh, it right now I'm leaning towards uh, I'm upset. Because it could have been so much better, but okay. So Whether that means good or bad, yet I'm still on the fence. I mean, I, I'm leaning towards good because I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. But I enjoy a lot of bad movies. So who's to no. know? 
Dave, what are your good, good, bad side just for now? Uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm on the good side. We'll get into our actual like ratings near the end. Yeah, for first time listeners, we give our, our entertainment rating, popcorn rating, and critical at the end. But just, just so we, the general point of view, like, I'm good, but I was much better when I walked out the movie and I've come down. Yes, I'm the same way. I've definitely come down. I, I wrote my scores and everything when I first walked out and I had to go back and change it before we recorded. Like mm-hmm. when I was thinking on it again yeah. earlier today. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Anna Kendrick. We loved her. I mean, you had to love her in this role. We loved her. Yes. Yes. This was the perfect role for Anna Kendrick. I felt like it was all her other roles were preparing her for this. Yeah. She's a sweet, sexy little girl. Uh, I love, I love the, someone called her a sexy squirrel and it just stuck in my brain. That's exactly what she is, and um, she uh, she's supposed to be uncomfortable. She's supposed to be not not good in her own skin. So it was it was perfect being a, a single mom being intimidated by this very long legged sexy woman. It was great, exactly who she should be. Yeah, no, I great, and she played the like you said, she's a timid little girl, but she also is like clearly crazy in her own right, brother fucker, <laughs> brother fucker, yeah. Uh, that was. Which, did you see that coming at all? Perfectly. What? I think that was perfect. I mean, she, no one gets more turned on at funerals than this girl. <laughs> yeah, that was. It's a, a calling card. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I take wedding crashers as gospel, and that taught me at a young age you can always hook up with women at funerals. Evidently, I thought that was fake, but this movie is is reality. She crushed it. She was like, "This was a perfect role for her." Yep. Yeah. I we all agree there. Blake Lively. I have a, I have, if she wasn't as drop dead gorgeous as she is, I think I'd have problems with some things, but she is so attractive. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like what? Um, one, the, the, the outfit she wore, they were like, you used the term hokey before. I know they're supposed to be. I really wish that this movie dropped the hokey bits altogether. I think it would have been much better. I think, I think. I don't think that was hokey because she was a PR yeah. manager for a, yeah. a, a, oh, yeah, a high-end no. design firm, so like a fashion firm. That they they all dress like dickheads. Like that was. But like when she showed, as, as when somebody she sh- who works in like New York, when, where she was working in like the advertising and PR world, yes, that would know. not. Okay, but she doesn't need to show up at the. When she's coming at the, home at from the, at the grave, yeah, you're right. She's coming home from work, fine. When she shows up at the grave with her boobs hanging out which i love clearly but like and a cane and like all this stuff i think she always wore gloves to avoid fingerprints that was kind of cool but oh excellent point but Mm -hmm. like that that didn't do it for me and then there was like the hokey sense of this movie i wish i wish it edged more towards serious than it did than it that it tried to sprinkle some comedy in and i i mean we can do that now if you want this director or is Paul Feig who um, Feig, yes. who does like Spy with Melissa McCartney and Heat with Melissa McCartney and he did the Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids, The Office, and... Bridesmaids, Knocked Up. Uh, he does Which, straight comedies. Yes, that that was my note. It felt like he wanted to branch out from that and then got cold feet a little bit at the very end. And, and not even the very end because I felt like it was the end. It was ramped up, but throughout the whole movie there was definitely a lot of like laugh out loud. Weird, Explain funny to me parts. what the Aside from the the detective, because he was supposed to be busting balls and he was supposed to be kind of like making light of situation, because that's just like, I, I get that part. Aside from the cop, what was laugh out loud funny? 
Well, they or wanted what, what was, that. What was the they wanted part? the gay dad to be funny throughout the entire movie, and I thought every single time it fell flat and did not fit the theme at, tone at all. I thought I just thought he was a sassy gay dad, like he was just. Which is funny. Like my entire, th- I had a packed theater seeing this, and they were all like throughout the movie they were in not tears laughing, but they were, it was audible laughs throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Have you guys? Do you guys ever see Girls? Because he, he's in Girls, and he just played the same character. So for me, that was. I didn't. Was, I didn't like the jokes there. I just wish they they did a lot of different jokes. Yeah. You know, okay. The the one joke with the dad that bothered me a lot was at the very end when he runs her over and makes That's, that really horrible one liner. Well, I mean that ruined if, the whole thing. That ruined the whole thing for me. What, yes. A small change that I feel like wouldn't have ruined it is if you had that car that hit her be the detective, and he just pops out and he's like, "I knew it." Instead no. of like some snappy one liner, like he was rushing there. I don't think he would do that. They, gag they just at all. showed. No, well, you can't. You can't. That gag needs to go away. And besides the fact, uh, uh, they showed. They showed. They showed ga- f- wait, 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 wait. You were praising that gag in Red Sparrow earlier this year when the lady got run over by the car. Because they didn't make a joke out of it. They didn't make a but, joke out of it immediately because she ran across the street into it. But like, we we all whatever. laughed and made jokes of it. You can't just yeah. say that gags played out now. Wait, like, but they the didn't do that. They didn't the, do that do for it, laughs. Right? They did that for gasps. Yeah, but big difference. I, we bring the tape up. Sheehan was saying how hilarious it was, and we we're all laughing at it. But there's but there's different humor. There's laughing at something because, like, that's what I'm saying though. You just had to do it right. I think doing it with the dad. Red was wrong, Sparrow but, wasn't trying to make us laugh. No, no. Which is it why it was but funny. I, I think. But no, I think you could still have that ending where she gets run over. Dave, take a breath. Hold just... on. Dave, please take a breath. Yeah. The reason why it pissed me off so much is because not five minutes beforehand, they have the guy getting arrested for smoking weed in his living room, and suddenly he's out in front of the cops fucking chasing down this, watching the, the live street. Like, that didn't fucking make sense in the least bit. Yeah, we're, That was I, completely I, out of order. Like, they threw that, like, hey, let's just throw a guy. He's just going to run him over. Who's going to run him over? Let's take the, the sassy gay guy. Oh, it'd be hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, wait, let's just forget the rest of the movie. It doesn't matter. It Gene. doesn't Chin, take a breath. I literally just said that. I said it doesn't make a se- make sense with that character. That's why you had to do it with a different character, and it wasn't oh. good with that character. You're agreeing with me, you idiot. No. <laughs> no, that. I mean, we get way ahead of ourselves there, but that. Sorry, yeah. That that was bad. That ruined the whole thing for me. I would have done it any other way, but that, or in any joking manner. But let's go. Oh, and- let's go to the second act where we're in the middle of it. What were you guys okay. thinking? Because were you thinking Anna Kendrick was part of it at all? Like, did that ever cross your head? No, no. I, I in the middle, I thought that the uh, the husband was in on it, and they were trying to frame Anna Kendrick to, for murder. I didn't they, know. I kept changing what I thought was going to happen so many times in this movie. In the beginning, I was like, I bet you Anna Kendrick's going to be a part of it. And then I was like, Oh no, she's going to be framed for it. And then when they met at the grave, I was like, Oh no, they're going to frame the husband and run off to be together for it. I went mm-hmm. every which way. I like didn't know. Yeah. Did did you know the twin was going to happen before it happened? Because I I guessed that. I guessed I that guess when that. they said heroin yes. in the toes and and fingers. I was like, oh, she's probably got a twin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it was because she was clearly still alive, and they showed the tattoo. And I was like, you couldn't fake the tattoo on someone yeah. would be like too fresh they would have t- been able to tell by that so i figured it had to be a sister or something yeah i like that Spe- speaking of that twin though i really liked Blake Lively like as the twin 
when she wasn't pretty. She was. Like, it was so good and looked so different that I was like, this. They didn't get a second like look like actress, right? Like this is Blake Lively doing both parts. Yeah, I knew it obviously it was, her was but I knew it obviously was. But I thought they did it really well. No, yeah. what they did. What they did was they, they they got the makeup artist from the town who made up Blake Lively <laughs> as a shit bag, yeah. and they brought it back for just for those scenes. Yeah. All right, so I didn't know which way it was going to go, and then we find out she killed her sister, but it was it was somewhat spur of the moment. Like, the sister reached out to her. Mm-hmm. She did the life insurance policy, blah, blah, blah. Um, that apparently, the insurance policy was totally organic, and that was, like, meant because of Anna Kendrick. Yeah, I think, that, I think that was, like, she had did that in good nature because of yep. Anna Kendrick, and then her sister reaches out. And then she kills her. And w- w- when her sister, when she's about to kill her, it probably all clicked right there. Like, oh, I just got this, blah, 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 blah. I thought that was well done. I liked all that. I really, really, really liked the closet gag. Uh, yes. The closet gag. When she, she's dancing and she's decorating the whole closet. And, and then all of a sudden, boom, it all shows up. That spooked me. Not spooked me, but that was like, oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. See, that that one I gave a heavy eye roll. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like, do you know how long it takes to, to put the that that closet back together? And you're just this girl's gonna waltz around her old house with all the movers going around. Like that was, I get well, you. you. The, you know the she shock like, took factor. the closet out and then went home and packed up her house. I understand takes, that, like, but like the shock factor is one thing. But like then the realistic part of me was saying like, oh fuck off. It was a great shock. It was good. It was like, but I was. It was very. It was like, oh, she's still alive for sure. Positive. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like that, I mean, I thought once the the kid said it, she saw her. Uh, and also, that happened after the closet, the uh, the envelope, right? Mm-hmm. Or the envelope was afterwards. Afterwards. Okay, yeah, because after the envelope, you knew there was no if, ands, yeah. or buts. She was alive. Yeah. Did you know what this movie? We just we just found out that it was written by um, the lady who did a lot of American Horror Story episodes, and now it's starting. That's starting to upset me because I don't like American Horror Story, <laughs> and the whole section where she where she goes to Michigan and goes to the camp then goes to the mom's house with Bruce the guard and like it's like a haunted house that's that now is sticking out of my brain is like that's such a shitty American horror story episode well I I didn't realize it obviously when I saw the movie but when you told me that before we recorded I felt like the whole movie makes more sense now knowing it came from a writer of American horror story where those they look good like whether you like the plots or not, or the acting, they always look good, and they're very drum- over dramatic and wacky, and like you're laughing at shit you probably shouldn't be, which I felt this movie was as well. But now, do you see that scene in a different light? Because I 100 percent do. Which is which maybe, is like maybe because I just started watching the latest season and it's nothing like it. I'm not connecting that, but so maybe. so there was two things that really fell flat for me. Like I just said, the closet thing hit. Anna Kendrick hit. I like the whole sister twin thing. That was all good. Uh, the ending, which we already talked about with the car, really, really fell flat. And the other thing that really pissed me off even was the car chase scene with Bruce. And then he's at the front gate and he's got the gun and she's like, oh, my God. And uh, the whole theater's like, oh, my God. And then he's like, get me a cardigan in blue. That so was stupid. the biggest swing and a miss at a joke. And like made me mad for faking like fake drama, tension, ten, tension yeah. and drama for like a really shitty payoff. And like those gags, take those out of this movie, and I, I just think it 
get a better director. Like I wouldn't have a comedy guy direct Not this. Even close. I'd have mm-hmm. like Ben Affleck, director of the town or Gone Baby Gone, direct this, and I think you have a really good mystery. See, I, or like uh, I was David Fincher. What's that? I w- Fincher, I think, would have been great for this. Yeah, he would have been a little heavier. Like I, I think there's a nice mix of like it's still kind of light, but mm-hmm. all those gags I think ruined it for me. Yeah, sorry, whole, Shane. What were you saying? The whole time I was thinking uh, like this was a gone a Gone Girl movie, very similar. This is like what I before the final act before before the confrontation. I was like, this is everything I want a Gone Girl to be. Minus the the shitty jokes and everything, but like Gone Girl for me just ended abruptly and stupidly. I saw this one coming to a head. I was like, "All right, let's go." This is like fixing what I what I hated about that movie. What was that wrong? But yeah, I didn't. The third. Okay, so let's get to the third act because I thought it was brutal. Yeah, can I ask you one thing? Yeah, because you're you're a big uh, YouTube guy, or you you do dabble in YouTube uh, stations and a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Okay, but you're you're very audio visual. Um, Centric. You yeah. have well, eyes. Do, you have ears. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But like, you're good at recording video and stuff. Okay. Um, say you are a uh, stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. with a cooking show. Mm-hmm. Would you have any idea how to grab a nanny cam, hook it up to a wireless feed, uh, and do one of those button cameras, and and then tell like have a, like a live stream of, of this confession? Would you have any idea how to do that properly? No, but she. But I will. Her setup was pretty elaborate for her show in the kitchen. Like she had multiple cameras with a remote that switched cameras and it was a live stream. Mm-hmm. So I will say they did set her up to be smarter than me with technology. You know what I mean? Like she, she, yeah, she, but I, was... I also feel like you could go and get a nanny cam and watch like a 10 minute Google video and figure out how to do that. It just, it just felt cause like her, her shit was very planned out and it was a routine or whatever. And this one just felt like, all right, well, we're just going to take, Hey, these exist in the world. She can do this. I like, I don't know. I, I'm torn on that part because I think part of it's like, that was so hokey and dumb and kind of ruined the, 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 the tone of the movie. But another part of me is like, okay, a female vlogger whose like name is Hi Moms, how would she confront this situation? And that character that in real life, yeah. that was what she would do. Like her brain would think, oh, we're going to do the fake gun trick and coheres confession because that's all anyone knows how to do. Like, true. <laughs> yeah. okay. She was treating it like it was an episode of like CSI and she was going to trick because the Because she's guy. a stay-at-home mom. That's what she yeah. knows, those stories. So I do kind of think I like okay. that. But I, I, can, I can get behind that, yeah. But the whole, like, I don't know. I just would have, I would have wrapped that third act up way tidier. Mm-hmm. And, and it just got really like, oh, this is bad now. I would I would have had uh, what's her face uh, Emily kill them both and walk out. That's I wanted that. I wanted I wanted that ending. No, I because the bad guys never win. I liked Anna Kendrick's so much. I wanted a happy ending for her. Yeah, just that that scene where she finally figured everything out and it cuts to her in the car just rapping celebrating. That was just such an endearing moment. You can't like good. root against her after that. No, I, but I mean that's to me that would been a better movie. Like just all right, well. Happy endings are overrated. Let's go. Let's like, let's 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 go for the guts and get out. I get out of this, and then she's on the run again. I felt bad for the husband. I didn't want him to get got. I thought like maybe like oh shit, are they really gonna set him up? And then mm. they're like, fuck him. He was a, he was such a, a, a sleaze ball, man. He was sleeping with his TA. No, he was just overly flirty. We don't know if he actually slept with her. He was pretty 
I mean, I I believed uh, Blake Lively's character that they just like had a threesome. Yeah, Blake Lively is so beautiful. <laughs> it's crazy. I um I did feel bad for the husband though because after he actually got shot, there was like five minutes more of like actual scenes where he's just like staggering around in the background, slowly bleeding out, <laughs> like this poor guy. <laughs> I, like love, I love against walls. I love how when, fake the fake one looked compared to the real one. Yeah, yeah that was, that was amazing. Good. You know what I nice touch. Who played the boss? Oh, oh. I loved him, Darren uh, Nylon. Whatever his name was. Yeah, I've seen. I recognized. Great. Him I, I recognized. Oh my god, it's Quinn from um, Homeland. Interesting. Oh shit! That means he put on some weight. Me. He put on weight. I, I was trying to like piece him together so hard the entire movie because I was like, Who that's is awesome. That? I liked I liked how Anna Kendrick took advice from Blake Lively's character, like you got to be aggressive, stop saying sorry. I liked how there was that little like human element mm-hmm. to Lively's character where she did help Anna Kendrick's growth from like single single pushover. She she was a good person, um, well, not great person, but she was she was trying to be the, the best person she could be with keeping the the max amount of distance she could from people. Yep, you know what? Scene she, I was, was, she wasn't a bad person. Until she murdered her sister. Well, that was to protect her family. You know what scene I really liked? What? When Sean and Blake Lively's kid was being a dick to the other kid. And Anna Kendrick, like, sat with him Mm -hmm. and was like, you're allowed to be upset. So we're just going to sit here and not talk to each other and be upset together. I was like, I like that. She was a really nice person. That like that those scenes endeared me yeah. to her. Like, okay, I really want her to have a happy ending here. Yeah. Well, that, also too, like, like at the mom. start of the at the start of the movie when she's like a mommy blogger and all that, I was like, oh god, she's gonna like. In my head, I had assumed she was gonna be someone who tried to put on a perfect front and then was like actually standoffish to her kid and like didn't care about her kid, and it just turned out she was like a great mom, which yeah. you, I feel like you normally don't see in movies. Yeah. Lately. Can I, I want to talk about the vlog for a second because I thought that was a great tool. Originally, I, I thought it was like, this is a really nice way to, to push the – push. It, it was like uh, in the office when they have the, the, the confessionals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a good way to push her like little self-story beyond, and I loved how like, you could just track the, the, the views like at the bottom yeah. and the, the last comments. It was, like, it was very interactive. The comments were good because they were putting things like – they were like, okay, now as an audience, like some of the comments were like, the husband did it right away. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you weren't already thinking it, which you probably were as an audience member, now you're like, oh, maybe he did do it. And you also know that she's reading these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like she's getting all these ideas pushed on her. And I thought it was a great tool when she knew she was still alive and she was listening. So she dropped the word faith and all that shit. And hope. And hope. Faith and hope. And hope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome. That was really good. All right. Let's go into ratings and reviews. Does anyone volunteer yeah. to go first? I'll go first. All right, we're going to do popcorn <laughs> Popcorn first, which is rewatchability, entertainment, uh, basically okay. just overall joy. Enjoy, enjoyment. And uh, I'm going to give it a four popcorn because I do have a lot of problems with it, uh, but I do love watching Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick on screen. And like you said, you couldn't leave. You had to figure it out. You had to, you had to stay till the end. So I'm not going to crush it too hard for the ending on the entertainment value because it got me there um i think and also i think i cared so much about the ending because i enjoyed it the first half so much so it's, i'm giving it four popcorn uh ditto exactly same score exactly same reason hello bam. i gave it a five five oh, yeah I, yeah 
I mean, just because even with my problems with, like, the plot and, like, the tonal whiplash a little bit, I still had such a great time at the theater watching this. I, okay. I, uh... Like, it, I, walking out of the theater, I turned to my girlfriend and said the same thing you texted us, which is, I'm so glad, like, good movies are back. Whether you think this is, like, a great movie or not, it was just a great experience. That's how I felt, yeah. See, like, I waned down from that, but I still think I'm glad good movies are back for the podcast and it's not sequels and action movies and there's like plot driven mm-hmm. movies coming up my grandma mm-hmm. I, t- I went with my grandma because she's my neighbor now as soon as the credits <laughs> rolled she went that was wonderful she, <laughs> she loved it oh That's my awesome. god so there was this little old lady in my theater who just every twist and turn was blowing her mind <laughs> like even when you already knew blake lively's character was clearly still alive and then she calls her on the phone and uh this the little old grandma was just like Oh my God! <laughs> Does it happen? Like it just blew her mind, and I think that just that that impacted me enjoying it because I was like, man, if she, this lady's really loving it, this is a good movie. I would have shushed the shit out of that old lady. All right, so we got two fours and a five, which we average out to a four here on Six Pack yep. Cinema. Yeah, yeah, the doubles have it. Let's go into critical, which I think is kind of interesting for this movie. Um, John, you want to go first again? Sure, love to. Can't wait. Here we go. Uh, it was a great movie, two-thirds of the way through. So 66% of the way through, I loved it. I was, it was perfect for me. And then the last third sucked entirely. Uh, but it was still made. So I'm giving give it a 70% overall. All right. Okay. I can't, I can't tell you, I can't explain how badly that third act Bothered sucked. You. Yeah. It really, truly bothered me. Did it change at all when, when Dave and I said, you know, that's what a mom vlogger would do as her plot? Did that, because I saw it in your brain, it looked like that clicked a little bit with you. It clicked as a good, as I, I understand why they did it, but in my brain, a much more reasonable brain, um, a mom would go, oh my God, I need to call the cops. Got to get those views, man. Got to get those subscribers <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. My problem wasn't with... The Anna Kendrick for the third act. My my problem was like really, really with the gay guy. The tonal stuff, right? Yes. The, the, and the the Darren. car getting run over. It's yeah. just like yep. Like that was like a Mean Girls joke, and Mean Girls was a strict comedy and really good yeah. at it. So not only is this like a played out joke, it's and, like it doesn't fully fit your tone, especially at that moment. Yeah, it was very serious right then. Yeah, and beyond, like, and despite, beyond like, the, the car. Despite the nanny cam thing, it was like a very serious people were getting shot moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and beyond the car gag, like this this woman, Emily, is a monster and has been getting away from, like getting away with her living her life for how many years uh, without getting caught? She's not going to get caught by a fucking soccer mom with a, with a hidden camera. She already found all the hidden cameras, microphones from the cops. She called the cops off and said somewhere else. She was on top of her shit. There's no way she would have been caught like this. No chance. And I didn't want to like that guy. Like, I don't want him to come back and, and now defend Anna because, like, hey, she's one of us. Like, no, mm-hmm. fuck you, dude. And Anna Kendrick's yeah. character should not like you. You're an asshole. Like, when he's like, oh. yeah, I watch your blog, she would be like, please don't. I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So I'll give my critical rating. I gave it an 82. And I had it much higher until that last act. And I... I like I said before, I think it's mostly Paul Feig getting cold feet and doing a straight thriller and, like, really ramping up the comedy at the end, which brought it down a lot. Um, the 
the car crash, I, like I said, I think it would have played better if you didn't have it as that guy and you had it as someone else and, like, didn't do a quip after and made it more serious and she just happened to get run over. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I love the movie up until, like, the last 15 minutes, and I, I didn't hate the last 15 minutes. It just wasn't as good. All right. Mm-mm. Well, I went with a 77. I was in the 80s when I left the theater, and right now I'm in the 77. That's what I wrote down, which averages us out to a 76, so I'm kind of in the middle of you two. I, uh, that works. Yeah. I like it. Like, I don't want to say it was a bad movie. It was very entertaining, and it, I don't think... I don't think so. Critically, I give it a seventy-seven because I think it could have been higher, but I don't think they wanted to. I think they wanted to make a more fun movie than a good movie, and I think they had all the tools to make a good movie, but they went a great movie. They went fun route, so it's not really like I'm not trying to kill it at all. I just think I I wish that they didn't go that route with the story and the actors, actors and characters and all that. Seventy-six. What are you guys going to? uh what are you guys going to drink if you watch it again? got to be a martini uh, now. Yeah, you gin a dirty, martini. A yeah. dirty gin. With a cold. Which, P- which P.S., a girl who hasn't drank in like six, seven years, and she pulls out a straight-up dirty gin martini, she's choking on that shit. She's not going to be like, oh, this is like this is kind of tough, and I'll have another one. No, she's dying. I think you're just nitpicking things now, because it showed her like get hammered from like one. Yeah, try dr- have you drank a dirty gin martini like that? Yes. I love gin martinis. You that was that wasn't mixer. That was straight fucking gin. Yeah, that burns, man. I drink gin a lot. That that ain't that's not fun. That's that's for old grizzled veterans. Ooh, drinking. lions not. touchdown. Fuck you. <laughs> love the update there. Fuck you. I had the thing paused. Uh, just joking. It's zero zero. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't. I don't have to believe now. <laughs> it's one or the other. All right. Well, thank you very much. That's the end of this episode of Six Pack Cinema. Go to Six Pack Cinema on Twitter or Instagram. Let us know what you think, how many popcorns you're giving it, what's your critical rating. Interact, subscribe, rate, review, mostly just subscribe. And let us know what movies. We've we've gotten an influx of ratings lately. Let us know what movies you would want us to do that are coming out. We talk about. Upcoming trailers and upcoming movies every Thursday on our headliners and Hollywood headliner show. So check that out. Sister Brothers is a big one we're all excited for. Yes, I got to see that. Ooh. What are we doing next week? White Boy Rich or we'll figure it out? Yeah, either White Boy Rick or Maniac on Netflix. It'll go out on Twitter and Instagram when we decide, though. Yeah, we'll let you guys know. Thank you very much for tuning in. See ya. Bye-bye. Love y'all.